Hello, I'm so glad you can be back with us again for the continuation of our conversation from last week about being rooted and grounded in love, mind, body, soul, and spirit. We had such a wonderful conversation last week. If you missed it, you've got to go back and listen to last week's conversation about being rooted and grounded in love. What does that mean? And specifically with our minds. Now, this week, we're going to be jumping into the topics of body, soul, and spirit with my dear friend, Melissa Castaneda, is back. In case you missed last week, let me introduce her to you. Melissa is the Amy's Farm Director of Educational Programs and Media. She is a certified Revelation Wellness Coach, and she grew up as a third-generation Japanese-American farmer and an individual who lives in dis-ease from multiple labels given to her from doctors. And I would say one of her most important uh, qualifications for being with us is that she is a mom of three very dear children who are now so much older, high school and beyond, who I have just had the privilege of knowing and loving for many years. I know you're going to be so glad to have this time with us with my dear friend, Melissa, today. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Seek Holy Living Podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. Melissa, thank you so much for joining us again. Yes, thanks for having me back. Hey, so just a little recap for anyone who's just jumping in this week and missed last week's. First thing I'm going to say, go back and listen to last week's because there was a lot of wonderful, wonderful just thoughts and information and encouragement for you that I think you'll really be blessed by. But we talked about being rooted and grounded in love, in our mind, our body, and our soul and spirit except we didn't talk about the last three at all. We just focused on being rooted and grounded in love and what that looks like from a holistic perspective in our minds. So today we're going to move forward with that idea of being rooted and grounded in love in our body and our soul and our spirit. So Mm -hmm. Melissa, let's go ahead and start right in talking about our body and how do we be rooted and grounded in love as women with our bodies? Yeah. Yeah. So first I just want to uh, affirm that for everyone listening, you are God's good idea. Right. And sometimes I think that we look at our bodies and we think, well, I wish this looked different. I wish that that was different. Um, God does not look at us like that. Mm -hmm. He looks at us and he says, daughter, (laughs) daughter, we're his daughter. There is no imperfection about you. And that we are his good idea. Um, so we're all created to move, right? We all have a good body. And because we live in a broken world, bad information gets stuck in us. We talked about that a little bit last week Mm -hmm. with our bad information gets stuck in us. Um, but I just wanted to touch on the benefits of moving our bodies, but specifically because we're talking about being rooted in the garden, what does it look like to move our bodies outside? Um, so let me just read this quote really quickly from uh, Amy Owen, she is the owner and operator of Amy's Farm in Ontario, California, which is a place that Krista and I love so much. It's part of our home. Um, 
She says, when you're tending and nurturing the earth, you're outdoors, enjoying the breeze and feeling the cool soil in your hands, literally connecting with the ground, a therapeutic connection in and of itself. You're taking in the sounds of chirping birds and rustling trees, kind of like listening to a relaxation soundtrack. And perhaps best of all, you're getting a dose of health boosting vitamin D, which is also wonderful for immunity, mood, and gut health. And just um, expanding on that even more too, of having our hands in the soil, there's really good natural bacteria in the soil mm-hmm. that we're interacting and touching when we're in the garden. And that is so, so good for our gut and our gut health. Um, but so here's some benefits of just moving your body in the garden. It puts us in contact with the beneficial bacteria. That's what I just talked about. Gardening burns more calories than working out on a treadmill. So in an hour, about 200 to 400 calories you can burn by working in your garden. You're going to work your muscles because you're bending, you're twisting. Think about like all the HIIT training we can do, right? Mm-hmm. All squats and all those things. Well, we could be doing that in the garden. It's mind body therapy. You're enjoying the evidence of your labor with the flowers, fresh produce, and the pleasantry of nature that comes with them. And the best part, because you're going to enjoy it, you're going to eat real food. You're not going to eat fake news food. You're going to get the good stuff. Yeah. I think it's funny talking about getting outside and the benefits of having your body be rooted in that way. And the way Mm -hmm. that the earth actually helps move our bodies towards healing. Um, I believe our bodies are innately designed to be healing. They want to be moving in a direction of healing, but we have to be acting in the way that the creator has designed us to even allow our bodies to move that way. And we talked about that a little bit on my chiropractic episode about Mm -hmm. how our bodies are designed to be healing. But part of it is sometimes we have to make sure that the things that are a problem are out of the way or that are healthy to be in alignment. Um, but I had one of my children was sick, uh, not too long ago and it was one of my little girls. And so I got my little, the, the younger two, cause, um, they're in the same room. And I knew that means they've been breathing the same air when one kid gets sick, you know, it just seems inevitable that yep. like, great. Now we're all going to be sick. Yep. But Um, she was feeling kind of crummy. And so I put them both in their underwear and sent them in the backyard. It was a really sunny day and told them to go play in the dirt. I want you to go play in the dirt. So they made mud pies and played in the dirt and they were out there for so long. And I kid you not, her fever was gone at that time that night. And it's incredible. I just think it's so countercultural because our counterculture, because our world, I think, would say, lay down on the couch, turn on the TV, yeah. stay there. And we did that for the morning when she was feeling really crummy for about an hour. And then I said, okay, you're not so under the weather anymore. Let's see if we can fight this off by getting you outside and in the dirt. Yeah. And, and it did. And it doesn't always work, but it did that time. So good. And yeah, it's so good to recognize that absolutely rest is a component to our restoration process. But absolutely work is also and uh, getting outside and being in that good stuff. And just to talk a little bit too about gardening specifically. So Mm -hmm. the Lord not only created our bodies to renew and to restore itself, he also created plants that way. And so for example, if you're outside and you're gardening and you have a leaf of lettuce or chard or kale, whatever, it has a hole in it, a sunburn, something like that. Eat it. It is so good for you. Because plants were created by God's design to make more antioxidants. 
when they get a hole in them from a bug or a sunburn, too much water, whatever that looks like, they create more antioxidants or produce more antioxidants so that the plant can survive. Just like our bodies, he created our bodies with antibodies, right? So when your kiddos were outside playing, their immune system was working, making more antibodies to fight off whatever that virus was. Mm -hmm. And then when we eat antioxidants, that helps our body. Mm -hmm. so it's just amazing. amazing. It's so perfect. It just has God's, God's uh, fingerprints yeah. all over it. Everywhere, all over his creation because it's his creation, right? The yeah. creator knows it's creation. Okay. Let's talk about gardening. So it feels, it would feel very overwhelming to me had I not worked at the farm. Um, yeah. it does take work. It's not just a, Oh, just set this up and then it'll be fine. It'll run itself. And it's on autopilot. You have right. to work it, but working it is part of the beauty and mm -hmm. the being rooted and grounded in your body through working yeah. it and through your mind by being outside and yeah. the healing process of growing things is really, it's a holistic process. So what does someone need to have to be able to garden with their kids? Cause some sure. people probably don't think that they could. Yes. So you may hear garden and you may think, okay, I can't do it. I don't have the space. I don't have the time. Maybe start small. Maybe start with one pot or a couple of containers that are on your back patio and, or maybe on your windowsill. It, it does not have to look big. It can look small. And then if you really enjoy it, which I know you will. Then maybe, <laughs> and your children will. And your children will too. Yes. And then maybe you can grow bigger next season and then bigger the season after that. So it could look like um, a container garden like what we talked about, it could look like planter boxes. Those are super popular right now. You're finding them all over the place. Um, or it can look like a larger space in your backyard where you're actually taking up space. So if, if you are thinking larger space, or even if you're not, even if you're thinking smaller space, I want to give all of the listeners a great resource that they can go to. It's a movie. Um, it's called Back to Eden, the film. And if you Google back to eat in the film, it will populate the website, which I believe is back to eat in the film.com. Um, and you'll want to watch it on Vimeo or YouTube. It's about an hour and 47 minutes, but basically it takes us back to what was God's design for us when we are going to grow our food? What did that look like? What did he intend for it to look like? And, um, just the benefits specifically of wood chips and how good they are for the garden at the farm, Amy's farm in Ontario, that's, we use the back to Eden method in my backyard. I'm using the back to Eden method. And basically what it is, is putting a layer of newspaper or cardboard down. And then on top of that, about two to three feet of wood chips, and then putting your good, healthy soil on top of the wood chips. Uh, what those wood chips are going to do, they're going to retain moisture so that you're not watering your garden as much. You still are going to water it, but not as much. It's also going to cut down on weeds and it's going to help for uh, the plants to be able to grow. And so it's a, a really beautiful way of gardening that is really not hard to do. And this movie has kind of created its own little culture of back to gardeners. And it's so cool. My tree trimmer was here and we were talking about wood chips and I was like, oh, have you ever heard of this movie back to Eden? And it turns out he has a friend who's friends with the man that 
made the movie Back to Eden and actually takes the wood chip or the, the which well the branches from the trees that he trimmed mm-hmm. and creates these large piles of wood chips for Back to Eden Gardens here in North Texas. Wow. So cool to hear him talk about that. And I was like, wow, okay, so now I know who I'm gonna call if I ever need more wood chips. I'm gonna call yeah. my tree trimmer because he knows exactly what Back to Eden's all about and what that looks like. And it was just really fun to talk to him. So, but and I will say too, if people are thinking, okay, maybe I want to try that. I was surprised when I one time wanted a bunch of mulch for something in our yard. And I actually called around tree trimmers to see who would deliver some to our house because mulch is yeah. very expensive yeah. um, and told them what kind I wanted because it actually saves them money to not have to dump it at a site yeah. if they can dump it at your house. And so I got all of our mulch for free and it was a kind tree trimmer who was willing to like, make sure it was good quality mulch, not like junk that he was bringing me, but it was great. So kind. Yeah. No, that's so good. And you know, just, just to encourage you again, start small. Maybe yeah. it will look like just growing herbs. Yeah. It's okay. I, that's actually how I started my garden. Uh, when I moved was I only did herbs because When I moved out of state from California to Texas, especially in North Texas, the soil here is very different. And Mm -hmm. so we have listeners all over the world, right? Your soil where you are is going to look different than maybe someone else that is also listening. And so um, just to encourage you, container gardens are awesome. And especially to be able to grow a lot of good food and not have lots of weeds or, you know, other things that you have Mm -hmm. to it's good but the weeds are also great because I love pulling weeds that's something that I got from my mother uh just to go outside and pull them and I can have a conversation with the Lord while I'm doing it or listen to music and process you know something that is going on in my life or talk to my kids they're working alongside with me yeah I was gonna say that's something children can do too that's that's something that they can walk alongside you in Absolutely. It is something children can do. Okay. Let's, let's jump into another part of our body. Um, another resource for moving our body and having our body be healthy moving is revelation wellness. So let's talk a little bit about that because I want to make sure we have time for soul and spirit, which it kind of ties into also. So let's talk revelation wellness for our body and then transition into our soul from there. Okay. So I'm so excited that we get to talk about revelation wellness and the farm, because these are two of my huge passions. If you were to look inside of Melissa's heart, those take up a lot of (laughs) next to the Lord and my family and my friends. Uh, but revelation wellness is an amazing non-profit ministry out of Phoenix, Arizona, but it's not located in Phoenix, Arizona. It is a global ministry where you can find revelation wellness coaches all across the globe. Um, specifically in North America, there's a lot in Canada and in the United States. And I am now a certified coach. I just finished my training and so cool. Um, but the website that I would love to send people to, we don't have time to talk about all the things with revelation wellness, but, uh, revelationwellness.org. And there's going to be a lot of information on there, but just to give you like the, the top of the mountain of all things, revelation wellness, um, I learned about Revelation Wellness from a friend, Krista, <laughs> who years ago told me about, hey, I found this great podcast. You might be interested in checking it out. And so I did. And at the beginning, it didn't make sense to me because it was it was a new ministry that had just started, but she was 
talking. And while she was talking, she'd be moving her body, but I couldn't see what she was doing. And so that's why it didn't make sense to me because I am not by my own nature, someone who enjoys working out. I actually can't stand working out, (laughs) but what revelation wellness and listening to the podcast and doing the workouts on the website and really spending time, um, not just doing that, but also reading some information and stuff out by revelation wellness. It's really helped me to understand that moving my body, it does not have to be work and it should actually should not be work. Mm-hmm. Moving our body is our true act of worship, right? Because we want to steward our bodies. Well, that the Lord has given us, we have one chance on this earth with our body. Right. And so we want to make sure that we're taking care of it to the best of our ability and stewarding it well. Um, and so with revelation wellness, you can go on to their website and now it used to be by donation only. Now there are over 400 workouts for free and you can go in a creative account. Uh, you do have to put in your information, your name and your email, just so that you can create your free account. But then while you're on there, you can search for a workout that is 20 minutes or less, 30 minutes or less, 40 to 60 minutes, um, different kinds of, if you're into cycling, if you're into walking, if you're into hit training, whatever that looks like, whatever you enjoy moving your body doing, um, then all that information is going to be on there and they have and an amazing podcast. And it's going to tie in truths of the Lord yes. while you're exercising, which makes sense because that shouldn't be separate. Our bodies were designed by God. Yes. And so focusing on his truth and things of him to, again, going back to our first episode, we talked about renewing our mind while we're working our body and filling, like t- filling our soul yes. all simultaneously. Absolutely. And so the heart of revelation wellness is to love God, to love ourselves so that we can love others. Well, Mm -hmm. the greatest command, love God, love others. We also need to love ourselves. And this is not rewriting God's word at all. Um, but making an intentional area to love ourselves and take care of our bodies and store it so that we can love others. Well, so when the Lord says, Hey, I would love for your family to take a missions trip and go across the country and do this. Then you can. Mm -hmm. Um, Here in North Texas recently, we had a crazy winter storm um, that was, it actually was a really big deal because Texas is not designed. We don't have the infrastructure Mm -hmm. for these ice storms that come through. And so we had this huge ice storm, a result of that, lots of pipes busted, lots of houses flood. And so the Lord gave me these opportunities to go to people's houses and help clean up the house so that um, we can get the water out of the house or to rip up wet carpet after the pipes that, you know, water had been turned off and all these things so that mold doesn't start to grow. And if I had not been stewarding my body well, I would not have been able to go and minister in that way to my friends that I love so dearly. And so it's so important that we're taking care of our bodies. Now, I really want to encourage everyone who's listening. We're not going to get it right. hundred percent of the time, right? We're all broken. It goes back when it goes back to that idea. We talked about at the beginning of the first conversation about good, better, and best that we do things to the best of where we are in a season. And I think about like myself right now, I would love to at some point be in a habit where I know, okay, I have this rhythm where every morning I get up and do this to take care of my body. But right now 
having a baby and a two-year-old and three other children who are waiting in their rooms to run down the hall to greet me when the clock strikes the time that they can. I need to use that morning time to really minister to my soul right now, rather than using it right now to be getting my body actively moving. And I know that season will come, but I know that the rest that my body needs during the season with a baby still is also really important and has to take a a different priority. But let's, let's move on into the idea of talking about being rooted in our soul. Uh, Mm -hmm. We talked about what a mess last year was Mm -hmm. already. And in the first conversation and how that really just caused so much trauma for so many moms, let's, let's kind of go into that with how that impacts our soul and how do we be rooted in our soul? Yeah. So we, we definitely have had a hard year and to be rooted in our soul and to just take everything back to the Lord. Um, specifically, like we've talked about this so many times about being outside in God's creation. Um, and you know, he is the author and the perfecter of restoration. He is, he's the master engineer, right. Who can take something that's completely broken and that has been torn apart Mm-hmm. And you can redesign it and rebuild it. Um, just kind of think about Nehemiah, right? Rebuilding that wall around the city and um, how important that was to do. But also just thinking about like, that's that's what the Lord is doing in our souls. He's constantly rebuilding us and he wants to rebuild us from this all this negative yeah. <laughs> going on around us. Um, so just an example of, seeing beauty in a broken place mm-hmm. is during world war II. many, many years ago, the Japanese American Japanese Americans were interned in Japanese internment camps. My family uh, was one of them. And during that time, they built these beautiful gardens inside of the barbed wire fences. Uh, mm-hmm. There were rock gardens, waterfalls, ponds, vegetable gardens, orchards, whatever they could do to create that beautiful space for them. Now, what would that look like? I mean, some of us probably have beautiful spaces already in our backyard or maybe a favorite park that you like to go to. Um, but if you don't, what, what, what could that look like if you just had like a little sitting area in your backyard with maybe some flowers or something where you know, okay, that is where I go to nourish my soul and spend time with the Lord um, and imagine him sitting there and just inviting him into that space. I love that. I think that's important to consider realistically too, what it, what it makes, what it is necessary to make a space for yourself to have space to nourish your soul. And I, where I'm sitting right now is in our family room and my home is full of so many things for my children and for my family. But when we designed this space in our house and decided where we wanted our different things set up, Part of this space, as I said, I really want an area that doesn't have a TV in it and Mm -hmm. is just a space that we can sit and be together. And it's also where I come and have time with the Lord in the mornings. And I have Mm -hmm. my devotion book. I actually have started keeping my devotion book and my Bible up on our mantle on top of the fireplace so that it's just there so I can grab it easily and then put it right back instead of even putting it away. And, and I think, I think it's important because again, it's a space of rest where my soul can be filled. And, um, and it also allows me to have my soul filled when I'm with my friends, that this can be a space that we can be at together and enjoy community because community with good women, if we're intentional about being with good women and intentional about having 
uplifting conversations that encourage each other that builds up our soul. Absolutely. It does. And to have that community where, you know, that it is a safe space and you can just come to them and you can get past the, you know, lighter talk of how are, you know, how things are going or, you know, whatever, but really jump in and dive in deep to when you're like in your second or third cup of tea of the evening, not the first (laughs) cup. (laughs) You don't want to come in at the first step, but (laughs) you can really have that time with community to talk about, gosh, my husband and I are really struggling with X, Y, Z, you know, whatever, or it really hurt me when, you know, something happened, whatever it is, we all have stuff. Not one of us can say we're not having something that is going on that is causing tension within us. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe you might go through a season where it might be light tension, right? But if you are anywhere near another person, or if you have breath in your lungs, we're going to face troubles. And it's just really good to have a community where you can go to and you can really talk those things out. And I think a lot of times it takes you, it takes one, someone creating a a safe space. Yeah. Um, So whatever that space is going to be. And then second of all, when you know that the person that you're with is a safe person, being willing to be the vulnerable one to say, Hey, I'm kind of going through something hard right now. Um, And obviously not until you know that it is a safe space because you don't want to pour your heart out to someone who you don't know that that's a healthy place for you. But when you do being the one to let down the guard, I find uh, so many times I almost think you can see this um, pressure released of saying, okay, I don't have to have it all together either. I can also be real here. And it's almost like you end up just passing around the tissues rather than you thinking you had to be the one to keep it all in. Yes. And I think in those moments too, it's really important to remember to maybe someone's wondering, well, how do, how do I be that safe person? Mm -hmm. How do I create a safe space? Um, I will say we did a conversation about being a good friend. Did you? A while ago. So go back and listen to the conversation about being a good friend because a good friend yes. is a safe space. <laughs> yes, a good friend is a safe space. But to not something that revelation wellness coaches say all the time, we're not going to should over anyone. You mm-hmm. should do this. You should do that. Um, because everything that we walk through in life, ultimately, it's between us and the Lord. Mm-hmm. It involves another person. It's between us, Lord, and the other person. And it's going to look different for everybody, but just to keep that in mind, um, that that's really important also. All right. So let's talk about being rooted in our spirit. I feel like this could be a whole, a whole conversation on its own. Um, God is so good that he wants what's best for us. I think about that passage in Matthew 26, 39 says, not as I will, but as you will, that we can trust the Lord and trust his goodness with our heart because he is the trustworthy friend above everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, one of the things I, scriptures I love is John five and just thinking about our spirit and overall our bodies and our minds. Um, and John five, there had been an invalid who had been sick for 38 years. Now, 38 years, that's a long time. We don't know if he was 38 years old or We don't know. We just know that he had been an invalid for 38 years and he wanted to get well. He was so desperate to get well. He waited at this pool where they believed would heal. And um, so Jesus comes to him 
and says, do you want to get well? And I always like read that and just thought, yeah, of course his answer would be yes. Mm -hmm. But the reason why Jesus asked that question is they lived in an honor shame society. This man who had been an invalid, he was a professional beggar. And in biblical times, it was acceptable to be a professional beggar if you could not do anything else, if you could not work, if you could not sustain yourself. And so people would give to him. So the question Jesus was asking him, do you want to be well? This man would know he could no longer do that. He would have to do the work. He would have to be able to say, okay, I will pick up my mat and I will walk. And his whole life would change, right? And so just thinking on that, that nothing changes if nothing changes. Mm -hmm. So we can talk about being rooted in love, mind, body, soul, spirit um, a lot. Mm -hmm. But nothing changes if nothing changes. We're going to have to make some changes so that we can root ourselves in him. And I think this has been a year that has given permission for change in a way that I've never experienced in my adult life, that I, so many areas of our lives were stripped away in different ways that it left me really open-handed going into this next year of saying, Lord, what do you want for me? Yeah. And how is my life reflecting what you want more than just reflecting what I want? And it goes back to that question again, if, um, do you want, do you want to get well? Do you want your spirit to be grounded in him? Because it might mean some changes, but in the end, I've never looked back when I've made those obedient changes Mm -hmm. and said, man, I wish I had just kept on doing too many things, or I wish I had kept in those habits that I was in or whatever it is that God asked me to change. I've never wished that I hadn't when I trusted him and acted in obedience. Right. Yeah. Never will you regret being obedient to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's, let's go into this for just a minute. Let's talk about the idea of what the answer is to our pain. Mm. Yeah. So the answer to our pain, usually we find in our pain, right? Mm-hmm. If we think about what it is that is causing us pain, okay, the answer to our pain is usually in our pain. What is it that the Lord is bringing up to the surface in us that he wants out? So Um, what do we need to change so that we can find our wholeness back in the Lord? Like if someone knows that that's imbalanced, what, what are some changes maybe that she could make? Yeah. So I I would think the first thing recognizing it Hmm. and bringing it into the light and, and talking to the Lord about it. Um, And often I have found, and I don't know, maybe other women have too, that often the enemy's tactics is to bring stuff from my past back at me. Mm-hmm. Remember when this happened or um, self-doubt or, you know, whatever that looks like. And to keep in mind that those are tactics, tactics that the enemy uses because he's not the author of anything new, mm. not capable of yeah. creating anything. Only the Lord is capable of creating something new. And so taking that pain to the Lord and just literally laying it at his feet and asking him to do something with it and trusting that the Lord is the creator of something new. Um, It's so simple to talk about, right? And we, of course, we think, well, I could do that. But can we really? Because sometimes we want to hold on to it and 
no, I, I can't, I can't trust the Lord with this. I can trust him with every, all these other areas, except this, because I know best on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so- I was thinking with that, there's a couple of scriptures that came to my mind as you were talking about that. There's mm-hmm. one in revelation 21, five, where, um, it says, then he who sat on the throne said, behold, I make all things new. Yeah. And that he is one who creates new things. And then also thinking about that verse in second Corinthians five seventeen that says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Mm-hmm. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And I just think that's a, like the best place to end on about that. God is a God who creates things new. We see it outside. We see it in creation. He is making, making things new. We talked about it in the last podcast about how he's renewing things in our minds and he will renew things in our body, soul, and spirit as well as we live open-handedly and be obedient. Like, like the man was who said, you know, with, when we're asked the question, do we want to get well, that we'll be brave to say yes Yes. and allow him to make things new in us as well. Yeah. And even thinking about, um, in Matthew, I think, I think it's Matthew five or six. Um, I could be off, but that how well he, like he provides for the birds, right. Mm-hmm. And the lilies of the field, but how much more does he love you? Right. Okay. So when we're in creation and we see that he's renewing creation and he's constantly working in creation, how much more does he love you mm-hmm. that he wants to renew and restore you? Which is another beautiful reason to be outside and to bring creation into our home because it reminds us of his love for us. Yeah. Absolutely. As the creator of all things. Yeah. And awesome. we may not see the spiritual fruit of us walking in obedience with him and constantly rooting ourselves in him. We may not see the spiritual fruit of that this side of heaven, but we know that we will get to see the spiritual fruit in eternity. Yes. We see that. And just know to encourage you that even if you don't see that the fruit here, mm-hmm. just know that God is at work and he's, he's doing something with it and his yes. kingdom is going to change because of that. And it may not be that someone's life radically changed. Maybe it's your life mm-hmm. that radically change. Mm-hmm. And that's good. Yes. That's the best. And if that's, and God, God is so faithful. He is. So good. Melissa, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. It was so fun. We could just go on forever. Thanks for joining us, Katie. This is great. Thank you. I am so glad that you were able to join me for the second part of this conversation with Melissa Castaneda. A reminder, if you did not hear the first part yet, go back and listen to our conversation about being rooted and grounded in love in your mind. Also, a couple of other conversations of episodes that might speak to you as a mom. If you are weary which I think, goodness, how many of us have seasons of weariness? We did a conversation a while ago, an episode about rest for the weary mom that would really encourage your heart and also seeking to be a healthy mom. We did a podcast called Habits of a Healthy Mom that was a really good one that might encourage you as well. So you can go back to listen to either of those and be encouraged. We did another one about habits of a healthy family that also could encourage you as well if that's something that you're looking for for your family. A couple of other resources. Uh, There's a book that you can get for you and your children to enjoy together. It's called God's Very Good Idea. I love that Melissa talked about you being a good idea as a mom. Your body was a good idea, your soul, your spirit, your mind. And don't we want to speak that into our children as well? So 
buy the book, read it for them, and also really soak in those truths that you are a good idea as well, friend. And then another book Melissa recommended as we talked after the recording ended, it's called The Body Keeps the Score. And she said this would not be one for you to read on your, um, with your children, like as an audible book, but one for you to read on your own. So if you were encouraged today or challenged and it really spoke to your heart, then that might be a way to continue this work in your own life, even a step further. So thank you again so much for being here. It was so good getting to be with you. And I pray that you have a blessed week. See you next time. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends. And join us next week as we talk about healing trauma in children.